what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Brother James, you call people up and laying hands on them and praying for them and anointing with oil. That's a, that's a holiness thing, Brother James. And we just don't believe in that. No, it is not a holiness thing. It is a Word of God thing. And the church don't practice it today because they don't believe it. And it's lukewarm. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. You have your Bibles this morning. Turn with me, please, to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 3. We want to continue with the series on God's prophetic time clock, dealing once again today with the church at Laodicea. Revelation chapter 3, move down if you will to verse 20. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this honor and this privilege of being able to stand before your people and to minister your word. Lord, whoever they may be and wherever they may be today, Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit to rightly divide the word of truth, anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word. Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you is my prayer today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the Lord deals with seven churches in Asia Minor. There were many churches in this area, but the Lord chose these seven particular churches and called them out by name. Each one of these churches had situations, issues, things that needed to be addressed. These seven churches, things were said that apply to all of time. Each one of those churches, the Lord spoke and said something. It applies to us today. But as we look at what Jesus said to the seven churches, and we look back through church history, we can see that when the Lord called out by name these seven particular churches, He was actually laying out the history of the church. And... When the Lord spoke to the church at Laodicea, he said that this church was lukewarm. And we are now living in that age where the church is lukewarm. 
When the Lord began his message with each of the churches, he addressed the angel of the church. The word angel simply means messenger or the one who gives the message, which points to the pastor of the church. The Lord holds the pastor of the church responsible for its direction. The Lord would address the pastor and then he would give a particular attribute about himself as it pertained to the issues of what was going on in that particular church. And in the church at Laodicea, he said there in verse 14, latter part, he said, I am the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. In 2012, a survey was taken of some 743 pastors of many different denominations of churches both big and small. 46% of those surveyed said that they did not believe in the Genesis account of creation. In the early 1980s, a questionnaire was sent out to some 10,000 preachers across different denominations. Four questions was asked. Number one, do you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? 51% of the Methodist preachers said no. 35% of the Presbyterian preachers said no. 30% of the Episcopal preachers said no. 33% of the Baptist preachers said no. They do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Folks, let me tell you something. If you do not believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross and was raised from the dead, you are not saved. Do you hear me? Another question, do you believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? 60% of the Methodist preachers said no. 44% of the Episcopal preachers said no. 49% of the Presbyterian preachers said no. 44% of the Baptist preachers said no. 19% of the American Lutheran preachers said no. They do not believe in the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another question that was asked, do you believe in Satan and demon spirits? 33% of the Baptist preachers said no. 62% of the Methodist preachers said no. 37% of the Episcopal preachers said no. 47% of the Presbyterian preachers said no. They do not believe in Satan and demon spirits. The last question that was asked, Do you believe that the Bible is the inspired word of Almighty God? 82% of the Methodist preachers said no. 89% of the Episcopal preachers said no. 81% of the Presbyterian preachers said no. And 57% of the Lutheran preachers said no. They do not believe that the Bible is the inspired word of Almighty God. And these are men who stand behind the pulpit Sunday after Sunday and preach 
to congregations all across this country. And this survey was taken in the 1980s. Folks, it's far worse than that now. Let me tell you this. The temperature of the church is dependent upon what comes from behind the pulpit. And Jesus said of the church at Laodicea, looking down through time and seeing this day and age in which we now live, he said, you are lukewarm. The city of Laodicea, the good city fathers, they made efforts to get cold water from the mountains down to Laodicea. They built a big aqueduct that went up trying to capture the water, but by the time it got down to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. In the valley, down by the Meander River, there was hot springs down there. Water so hot that the steam comes up from it. They made efforts to get that hot water up to the city of Laodicea, but all of their efforts, by the time they got the water there, it was lukewarm. And Jesus said, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm, and because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Lukewarm. Water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. To determine the temperature of water, you've got to look at the numbers. A lot of churches are too focused on the numbers. Are you hearing me? Now, numbers are important. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. A lot of churches have closed its doors because they ignored the numbers. But the numbers cannot be your sole source for making decisions. Jesus told the church at Laodicea, You are lukewarm because thou sayest, Verse 17, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Brother James, our church is firing hot. Parking lots full every Sunday morning. Standing room only. We got something going on every day to the week. Our church is sitting here financially. We, we've got $50,000 in a savings account. We just built a $6 million church, and it's all paid off. We got the latest and greatest of everything. Brother James, our church is firing hot. Really? You see, when your numbers are in the black, everything's going good. I've learned over the years when things is going good, our Christian experience gets put in cruise control and we're not pressing in to the Lord like we ought to be. Are you hearing me? Alright, let me flip the coin over. Brother James, things ain't going too good. We got more going out than we got coming in. We can't meet our budget. There's a lot of churches that are in that particular situation. Numbers don't look good. 
the biggest mistake that the church always makes, it cuts its outreach programs to try to save money. And every church that has ever cut its outreach, God cut the tap off. Are you hearing me? When you look at the numbers and you say, we've got to cut something, you're losing faith. You are not using faith. There's a line of moderation that has to be walked. And God expects His church to use faith. Whether the numbers are good, whether the numbers is bad, God expects His people to walk by faith. But not ignore the numbers. There's a line of moderation that has to be walked. If the numbers is bad, church, you need to get to this altar and get on your face before God and ask Him to meet the need, whatever that need may be. The numbers don't look too good because that preacher we got. That preacher just steps on everybody's toes and runs everybody off. He, he won't let us dance out in the fellowship hall, the country music Do you believe that preacher? He wouldn't even let us drink alcohol at the wedding reception. Really? Preacher needs to calm down a little bit. He's too negative. He gets too loud. I just don't like all that loud hollering and jumping up and down. And Hello? I'm not talking to y'all right now. I'm talking to those by radio, obviously. When you start looking for a preacher that's going to trim the message and preach what you want them to preach, you are lukewarm. And Jesus said, I will spew you out of my mouth. You are rejected. Let me tell you something. You can expect one thing. When you tune into that radio station, whatever station it is that you're picking us up on, one thing, you're going to hear the word of Almighty God. I don't back down from saying it. I believe that this Bible is the inspired word of Almighty God. I believe every word of it. I believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross to save us from our sins. I believe that Jesus Christ raised from the dead the third day. And I believe that Jesus Christ ascended up to the right hand of the Father and He is there interceding for us right now on our behalf. And I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And if you're lukewarm, honey, you ain't going. Lukewarm. The age in which we now live. Jesus has the answer to the lukewarm condition. He said, look at it. Verse 18, Revelation chapter 3, he said, I counsel thee. If any one of you in this place need to talk to me about something, my door's open. Any one of you listening by radio, if you need to talk to me about something, 
give me a call. 252-299-4234. I'll be glad to counsel with you. But I'm going to counsel you in this direction. The Lord Jesus Christ. He is the counselor. He is the one who has the answer. He said, I counsel you to buy of me gold. Tried in the fire. The only currency that will spend with God is faith. And Jesus said, buy of me gold that's been tried in the fire. What Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary's cross is worth more than all the gold in Fort Knox. It's worth more than all the gold in the world. Your soul is the most precious thing that you possess. And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? He said, buy of me white raiment that your nakedness not show. Every single human being is born with sin. And we are born naked to the judgment of God. But if you'll buy of Christ that white robe, put your faith in Christ and what He did for you at Calvary's cross, He will give you a white robe of righteousness. And it'll cover a multitude of sins. Then He said, latter part of verse 18, Anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. The anointing has to do with the Holy Spirit. If the preacher is not preaching the cross, then the Holy Spirit is not going to move. For the law of the Spirit of life is in Christ Jesus. Preacher, you can have more degrees than a thermometer, but if you ain't got the anointing of the Holy Spirit... I can go back and pick out messages that I preached here at the church. I said things that was not in my notes. I said things at times that I did not intend to say. I've said things here this morning that I did not intend to say. I said something some time ago. It took me about ten seconds maybe to say it had to do with giving to the Lord. And, 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 and one member came up to me and said, Brother James, you preached on tithing today. No, I didn't. But that one little thing I said in just less than 10 seconds time, God the Holy Ghost took it and drove it down to their heart and dealt with them about their giving. God the Holy Ghost knows how to use those who will yield to Him. The church today has denied the power of the Holy Ghost. When you hear a preacher say, I don't believe in miracles, the days of gifts of the Spirit is over, passed away with the apostles. 
I just don't believe in all that healing stuff, Brother James. You call people up and laying hands on them and praying for them and anointing with oil. That's a, that's a holiness thing, Brother James. And we just don't believe in that. No, it is not a holiness thing. It is a Word of God thing. And the church don't practice it today because they don't believe it. And it's lukewarm. Those churches that don't believe it, they're dying. Wherever the Spirit of God is, there's life. My prayer, every Saturday night when I go to bed, Lord, help me to get out of the way. Lord, help me to say what you would have me to say to your people. Lord, may these words not fall on deaf ears, but God, take it to the hearts of your people. God, help me to say something that will draw your people closer to you. I can't do it. But God the Holy Ghost can. Anoint your eyes with eye salve. That you may see. He said verse 19. As many as I love I rebuke and chasten. A lot of preachers are being taught today. Not to say anything negative. Don't rebuke anybody. That ain't what this book says. Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. He said, be zealous, therefore, and repent. I've got a message for the church today, and it is a message of repentance. When John the Baptist came on the scene, he preached a message of repentance before Jesus came the first time. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm preaching that same message today. I'm a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. The church needs to repent. That message has to be preached before Jesus comes the second time. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Here's what's so bad about it. Jesus Christ, in the church of these last days, is pictured standing outside the door of his church, knocking, trying to get in. And he narrows it down and he brings it down to the individual because the church by and large is not going to open the door. There was a time when God used the major denominations this country wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for God using the major denominations. But most denominations today have gone lukewarm. And Jesus is outside knocking, trying to get in. So he brings it down to the individual. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Jesus Christ wants to have supper with you. He's got something he wants to share with you. If you'll open up that door and spend a little time with him, he'll share a whole lot of things with you. 
He said, and he with me, God wants to hear what you've got to say. He wants you to share things with him. Verse 21, to him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. The message is clear. If you're not an overcomer, you're not going to make it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How do we overcome? The same way that Jesus overcame. He overcame the world by taking up a cross and dying for the sins of the world. We overcome today the exact same way by taking up the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and following Him. Deny yourself. Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. And take up the cross daily. Follow me. The church today is lukewarm as it pertains to the cross. And I read those numbers to you just a while ago. The preachers that stand behind the pulpit don't even believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. No wonder the church is lukewarm today. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Is the Lord knocking on your heart's door today? Hear what the Spirit of God is saying. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.